You're listening to your superpowered mind on the Superpower Up podcast, the show that investigates the innate power within your brain to create lasting change. Hello, everyone. Welcome to your superpowered mind. I'm your host, Kristen Maxwell. And in this show, we explore the process of transformation and give you tools and strategies that you can use to transform your own life. Today, we are going to be talking to Laura DeFranco about getting past your inner critic and into action. Through her Maryland-based Brave Healer Productions, Laura DeFranco offers inspiring speeches, workshops, a writing club, and other services that help talented health professionals tell their stories so they can maximize the professional impact. With almost three decades of expertise in holistic physical therapy, Laura also writes with publications, with articles and publications like Huffington Post and Mind Body Green. As a third degree black belt in Taekwondo and with a hobby in drag racing, Laura knows bravery. She's written eight books with her eighth book titled Brave Healing, A Guide for Your Journey. Laura, welcome to your superpowered mind. Thank you. Love this topic. I've been looking forward to the conversation. Oh, I'm so excited to hear what you're going to share. So, because I know all of us out here could use some help in the areas that you work. So, Um, My first question is always, what superpower did you discover as the result of mastering your mind? I love this question. I actually thought about this after I listened to a few of your episodes. I just think that mastering your mindset is a superpower in and of itself. I think that my tweak on it is that I figured out how to use that to go for the joy in my life, in all aspects, unapologetically. And mastering my mindset was an absolute must to be able to do that because there's so many messages that get in the way. The the inner critic voices in my head have been relentless. You know, who are you to do that? You know, following the rules, following what everybody else has to say about everything. Um, You know, I checked off a lot of things in my life that I was supposed to do to make me happy and sat there after that whole list was checked off wondering why I wasn't. And I realized it was because I hadn't gone for the things that truly made me feel joyful. And that process is a mindset process. Wow. Okay. You've just said a ton (laughs) right there. It's a a hefty topic, right? Um, For me, it's a combo of body awareness of actually sensing what's going on in your world and mind thought awareness. It's both things all the time. Yes, I uh, totally agree. It's, um, and I would even add then there's the spiritual sense too. Yes. Yes, it's this, you, you can't just go at it at one level. It's what's going on in your body, what's going on in your mind, and then what's going on with your soul, sort of, to wrap it all up. So let me start with what I love is your 
thing that mastering your mindset is a superpower in and of itself. That is <laughs> so think? true. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, yes. It's the foundation for healing. It's the foundation for living a life that you absolutely love and kick ass in. You know, it's it's really the foundation. Um, and it's also a practice and a lifelong journey. So mastering is maybe the wrong word because I think that, you know, you always need to be in a learner's mindset until you die. Right. Um, yeah. So, you know, we master it in the moments of our day and I feel really good when I'm doing that. That's beautiful. So let's say, cause some of the listeners that of ours are, um, in business and some are not. Um, but we all have issues with our mindset and inner critics and all of that stuff going on. So let's say you've got somebody that you're working with and they are just stuck in their head. Um, it, you could That's go any thousands of ways. How, yes. do you, how do you go about helping them to start being aware of what it is that they're saying and stopping that? Like what's, what's your first step? Would you well, say? I had a coach say to me one time, you better smell the smoke before your house burns down. And what she meant by that is you do really have to start to feel into what's happening inside of you. And unfortunately, a lot of people aren't being aware of those things until they have chest pain until you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. the body is screaming at them. They have to start to pay attention because they're forced. They're forced into their body. So I think what I would say as a first step is just connect with your breath more often. Like it really can be that easy. Clear your mind, feel your breathing, clear your mind, feel your breathing. And everyone has to start somewhere with some form of, you know, I hate to use the M word meditation because people think I mean to go sit on a pillow for an hour and chant, you know, but mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be that complicated or lengthy. It can just be about being mindful in the moment with what you are sensing. You're right. We do have to have reminders in the beginning because we, the, the habitual pattern is to be in our head all day long, problem solving, analyzing, fixing. And your poor body is like you're cut off from the neck down. You don't even feel what's going on sometimes until your body starts to scream. Yes. Yes. And it's funny, I, I recently interviewed Dr. Stephen Hall, and he was talking so much about how getting to know your beliefs will help to heal your body you know, forming beliefs. It was, it was fascinating um, how, how much it does relate to our, our physiology. Definitely. When, and I think we know this, right? We're, we see there some research, we read a lot of things, we kind of know that everything is connected. We know this is a mind-body system that is fully connected and that we should be integrating all of these things. And yet the practice itself is is hard <laughs> sometimes, yeah. especially if you've spent a lifetime doing, doing one thing. And I know probably like, um, a lot of you like me grew up to taught not to feel, you know, mm -hmm. um, Oh, get up. You're fine. <laughs> Does that, you know, stuff yeah. like that. Um, and, and just not to feel in general in, in both ends of the spectrum, by the way, not to feel the pain, but also not to feel the, ecstatic joy because then you were being too much 
you know, so we were all squeezed into this little box where we were thinking too much about whether or not we were at one end of the spectrum or the other, um, kind of cutting ourselves off from the body altogether. And we have to remember every single uh, emotion has a physiological energetic effect inside of you. That's the science. And they're starting to write about this and research it. And man, I'm excited about reading some of that lately. Yeah. Isn't it great? Every one yeah. of the first things I do with all of my clients is to start to teach them how to tune into the emotion, the sensations in their body as a result of the emotions that they're feeling. Yes. And I do love it because it also gives them practice in getting out of their head and definitely instead of the feeling. Okay. We have way more to talk about, but we <laughs> do need to take a quick break. Where can people learn about you and yeah. what your work is? Thank you. Come on over to bravehealer.com and I've got all sorts of things for you guys to look at over there. Great. Hang on. When we come back, we will be talking a little bit more about getting through that inner critic. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts. And we want to thank each of you for making Superpower Up the number one podcast network for personal development and spiritual growth. Because people like you have the courage to say that mindfulness, healthy living, disrupting reality, the pursuit of consciousness, responsible entrepreneurship, and radical parenting matter. We now amass over 1 million downloads monthly in more than 90 countries. Our numbers keep growing because there are far more people willing to live divergently than mass media wants to acknowledge. For you, the change makers, the light bearers, the way showers, we say thank you. If you're ready to take the next step in your evolution, go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz. And as Neva Lee Rekla, our youngest podcaster, likes to remind us, remember, we all have superpowers and we can change the world. Welcome back, everyone. So, Laura, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. When I, because I was stuck in my head for decades with anxiety, really bad, constant low levels of anxiety, and people used to tell me to breathe and just pay attention to my breathing, and I got so irritated. <laughs> <laughs> I laugh yeah. at myself now. I mean, sometimes we need other kinds of tools. Sometimes anxiety isn't going to be relieved just from connecting. In fact, sometimes it can be worsened. You know, there's a thing in our healing world called the healing crisis. And we, as practitioners, facilitate a process where we're guiding people back into their body to heal and release old tension, trauma, um, but the thing that people don't realize is that it can feel a little bit worse before it gets better, but nobody wants to go there because they're all afraid they'll be stuck there forever. And it's, it's not like that. It's, um, you know, it surprises you when you can go there, but I totally get that that idea is kind of annoying, especially when it's been chronic, constant, unrelenting, nothing seems to work. But one of the things that I did was I started to make a list because I, that sentence that you just shared with me, I could have said that out of my mouth too. Um, <laughs> same, same thing. I've dealt with a lot of that, but I guess I'm, you know, some of us are so lucky that we chose this journey of um, teaching it because we teach what we most need to learn. Yes. And um, so I started to make a list for myself 
of all the different things I could do to flip my switch and shift the energy. Because really, in the end, it's about shifting your energy when you're in that state. And there are a hundred things that we can do to make that shift of energy. Listen to beautiful music. Gosh, I've been privy to some sound healing music lately. That is phenomenal. An instant energy shift. And so breathing isn't the only tool. Yes. And I'm, I'm laughing at myself too, because what I did ultimately figure out was that by tuning into the physical sensation of anxiety in my body and breathing, I was learning to shift the wiring of my brain. Mm. It was like a muscle. I had to stop going down those tracks of, oh my God, we're all going to die to, huh, there's tightness in my chest. Let me just feel. Yes. And you just touched on something so important. It's mostly what we're making the sensations mean in our head. That's the problem. And the bigger challenge is shutting down the thinking and just being with the sensation, period. Not making, God, we're so good at adding baggage to our baggage by making stuff mean different things, right? And I laugh at myself all the time now because I'm better at catching it. And this whole little game becomes a lot more fun when you start to catch it and realize what you've been doing to yourself for decades. That's precisely it. It is you start to learn what it is that you're saying to yourself. Then you start to learn to go into your body rather than feeding those thoughts circle and the circle around and around and around. It's, oh, look, I'm having that thought. Okay, I'm going to check in with my body. I'm not going to think about it. And it sounds so basic and so boring. And it's... (laughs) life-changing. Exactly. I love that you said, you know, it is, you're right. It's basic, boring, and life-changing altogether. If people can kind of get that, they, they always say, well, really, is it, is, is that all I have to do? I'm like, yep, that's all you have to do, but it's pretty uh, profound <laughs> when you make it happen. You know, you've made me think of something to just, I'll share with people. I mean, I, uh, I'm 12 years in the martial arts. So I like to joke about my anxiety that like I had to punch and kick my way through it for about 12 years uh-huh. before I started to chip away at, um, you know, what we're talking about in terms of the mind and the body and how to deal and being physical can be one answer. And it can also be like your drug of choice. And so I think we have to realize that we're numbing ourselves up to, you know, about this feeling thing in so many different ways. So that was like a pretty big aha moment for me. I've been a lifelong athlete, marathoner, soccer player, collegiate level, then martial arts. And one day I kind of looked at myself and chuckled a little bit. I'm like, whoa, okay, that's your glass of wine, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's a way it's a shifting the chemistry and that's what you're going to, you're going to just do to stop feeling things. And it's a healthy thing. You know, people would argue, well, I much rather have the habit of exercise and really it gets down to the awareness that you are practicing in any of these things that you choose. You know, there are a lot of healthy ways to do it until that way becomes kind of 
a habit. Right. And a compulsion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, so one of the things is, is though there, you know, we shift into our body. We're learning to shift out of our head and out of the thoughts. But one of the things I saw that you, you talk about is to look at everything that happens to you as an opportunity. So if something triggers you, you know, if it, you get frustrated or angry to look at it for information. So what kind of information can you get by figuring out, huh, this person is driving me flipping bananas? <laughs> well, there's a big difference between reacting to everything in your life and responding to everything in your life. So what I love so much about mindset practice and awareness is that it allows me to respond even, even when I'm triggered. And of course, we're all triggered and there will be triggers, you know, forever at varying levels. It's just the way it is. So when you practice feeling that inside yourself and rather than spewing something out your mouth immediately, just taking the breath, even talking to yourself a little bit in your head going, oh, look at me. I'm really triggered right now, you know, and just, again, having a little bit more fun with it, realizing your own patterns. There's so much to learn in that one moment. That one moment can change your life, actually. When you slow down long enough to recognize the pattern, take a breath, come back down into your body, and then respond in a different way than you normally would. The, the thing with everything being an opportunity is it's what we're making things mean. I mean, even the worst kinds of tragedies and traumas, we immediately label them. So what if nothing had a label? You know how you look back at your life in retrospect and you can kind of see the little miracles that happened even though they felt really bad at the time they were happening? Yeah. Um, well, that's really nice if we could have that no that knowing in the moment, right? It would be really cool to know that right when something was happening, a little voice in our head saying, "Hey, this is this is fine. It's okay. It's an opportunity." <laughs> but but we have to do that for ourselves until we can look back and see what the big picture was. Yes, and I'm my brain. It's funny because I'm still I'm still wrapping my head around this a little bit in my own journey. Mm -hmm. My my um, my own coach Tonya, who's uh, the one who with this podcast network, um, you know, with my fear around dying, which okay, we're getting off of the inner critic subject. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> um, but this idea of when somebody dies, we collectively call it a tragedy, right? And this is maybe, a perfect example. And maybe it's not a tragedy. Correct. I, I so agree with you. All fear is in our critic voices, by the way. So this isn't off topic. So this is such a, I'm so thankful to you that you would bring up probably everybody's worst case scenario topic because it's like, okay, well, what about death people? What about these terrible, terrible things, right? Well, what if you're just making it mean something? And the truth is, you don't know the answer to that. You know, um, you are, you think you know the answer and that's how you're living inside of your head about it. But what if we could just move to possibility instead? What if we could just move to inquiry instead and just say something to ourselves like, you know what, 
I really don't know how that's going to be or what that's all about. So for right now, I'm good. You know, doesn't have meaning in in either direction. You know, um, Dr. Wayne Dyer. Yes. And he wrote the uh, many books, but one of them called Excuses Be Gone. And I loved a place in there where he talked about, you know, while you're waiting for something to happen, <laughs> including death, because <laughs> we're all dying, you guys. We're all, it's, you know, sorry, can't avoid it. But while you're waiting for something, and, and maybe not as serious as that, like, you know, you've got a decision to make, something's coming up, some change is going to happen, but you're not 100% sure it's going to happen in a good way, but you're also not 100% sure it's going to happen in a bad way. And he says, basically, while you're waiting, could you please just stay in a positive mind frame, the, the positive outcome scenario, because what you do to yourself instead is you torture yourself with worst case scenarios. So many of us do that. Oh, yes. Yeah. So I yeah. love that. You know, in the meantime, while we're waiting, just realize you don't know if it's going to go that way or that way. So uh, stay neutral, um, right. stay positive, you know, if you can. Right. And I guess the, the thing around death, just to bring it back, it is kind of a heavy topic, um, obviously, is one of the things that Tonya flo floated past me is that maybe we're all souls who sign on for a certain path when we come to earth. And as somebody, you know, who's still working with their own spirituality and exactly what I do believe in a way, that's a crazy thing to say. And yet, there's something about if we get to pick what we believe, wouldn't that be a comforting belief? Definitely. And with the awareness, you get the choice. So, and that's why I love this topic. It's so foundational to an awesome life. If we stay aware, we always get the choice. Thoughts, beliefs, actions, we take responsibility for all of it inside of our conscious awareness. Fantastic, right? And also terrifying because taking responsibility for everything in your life is, gets a little scary some days. But um, yes, of course. Yeah. So it's, and so which kind of leads me to, you know, what I've discovered with working with people is sometimes they have these beliefs in their head, which are really pretty harmful. To themselves. And I, I promise, guys, I'm moving off of death. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the, the inner critic, I'm not good enough. I, people are going to find out that I really don't know what I'm doing. Oh, my gosh, don't get me started. So you're, you know, this, so I had it tattooed on my arm. I wish some days we were on video so I could show you my tattoo. Your fear of not good enough is boring. And like, if we don't start to move through that a little bit, I'm a, I'm, I'm a little hardcore when it comes to this one, because I literally feel like I've spent a lifetime getting over it, you know? Um, but what if the thing you're afraid of, and in my case, what if that thing, that little thing you're still afraid to share out loud is exactly what someone else needs to hear to change or even save their life, right? So not good enough. I reframed that for myself in such a powerful way that I can bust through that inner critic message pretty quick, but I was so stuck there for so long. Yes. So your reframe is, how, would, how do you say that to yourself? I, I joke with myself, your fear of not good enough is boring. Like what if what you share, because I'm a writer and a speaker and to get from painfully shy 
to the microphone took something. Mm -hmm. It really did. And I had to start talking to myself in ways that, listen, you know, along the way, people reached out. And I'm so grateful for the people who reach out still and just say, hey, you sharing that really changed my life. Like, oh, gosh, you know. But a lot of us don't have that and we have to kind of do it blind. We have to do it in faith. We have to do it because we just have a knowing about it. And, you know, something else I say to myself and I say to everyone um, to take to their heart and soul is you were born so you're worthy. You are good enough. And your gifts will completely change the world. It's just sometimes we have to get brave enough to share them out loud. Right. So I'm um, sitting here processing some of this. I love the reframe. The fear <laughs> of not being a... good enough is boring. What I've discovered, and tell me what you think, is when we have these voices that come up, we need to have a belief that we can anchor to instead. That when we start saying, oh, I can't say that, I can't do that, or, oh, this feels awful, that we can go, wait, I got to switch to this belief. And it's got to be something that you believe. It can't be, wait, I'm great. And I'm going to, everybody's going to want to listen to what I have to say. You know, some like a, an affirmation right. sometimes is too far. It's got to be something believable. <laughs> Correct. It's baby steps at first. And um, even just one little one in the in the you know in that positive direction can really make a difference yeah you're right you have to start uh little by little and you have to get a little bit more brave you know so you're talking about something that um i love to talk about the action taking the the actions you take um will get you to the point of feeling the confidence and the courage and the motivation. We all sit around and we wait to feel confident enough, good enough, courageous enough. Well, you're going to be waiting for a while because it's that's not how that happens. It's feeling the feeling of fear and moving through it anyway. That's what gets you to the point of feeling the confidence and the courage you really crave. And so when I figured that out, you know, I became a pretty awesome action taker because I realized that was a little bit of the secret. Um, but the first couple times, those baby steps, ooh, those feel the way they feel. You know, those those are tough. Yeah. Well, doing this podcast is, this is so not what I'm comfortable with doing. <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's been like, oh, my God, did I just say that and do that? <laughs> oh, I'm so awkward. And this is, oh, you know, I have that critic voice. But then I get to talk to amazing people like you and share people. And so yes. I've had to get over myself. I, I got to tell you, I don't tell my family to listen to the podcast because, <laughs> oh, you're going to laugh at me. You're going to oh, laugh. Oh, I get it. I so oh. get that. In fact, the hardest audience for me to have is that is those people I know. Yeah. You know, they've known you the longest. They, yeah, it's, it's so interesting. A room full of strangers, eh, no problem. But <laughs> friends yes. and family, yeah, starts to make me sweat a little. Yes. So, so what do you do? So if we've got somebody 
And they are just, because the thing that comes up with so much, with so many entrepreneurs is what if it's just not good enough? At some level, it's, I'm just not good enough. And they're like, ah, I know I should be doing something. Right. How do you, what kind of thing can they do? What do you recommend? Well, first of all, I think they have to just, you know, realize there are editors for that. There are uh, coaches for that. Like you putting your message into the world in some form is way more important than getting it perfect. Perfection and comparison stuff, toxic and paralyzing. So as soon as you realize you're in the toxic, paralyzing place of the not good enough, you can kind of just, you know, say, oh, wow, here I am. Okay, how could I, maybe I could get a little help with this piece that I want to do. And I mean, you know, uh, we all, the best coaches, the best writers, the best artists, we all have coaches. Yes. We all have communities around us that are helping us learn. And again, I'll just remind you all, learning is a lifelong thing. It's not like you're going to master something and that's the end, right? I hope it isn't anyway for you. Right. Um, So I always just kind of joke with people who are, oh, my writing isn't good enough. I can't start my blog this week. You know, I can't write my book. I'm like, yeah you got editors for that. Like I can show you how to do it and it'll be perfect and beautiful and professional sounding and something that really changes the world. It, it sounds corny to hear that over and over, but it is true. Mm -hmm. Yes. And there's also, I think part of it is recognizing sort of what you had said is when you, if you go into that paralyzing place, recognize that you're in a pattern. This is the place I go into and it actually has no connection to whether what you're about to do is good or bad. It's just your pattern. Yes, exactly. And this relates to really knowing um, who you are, what your mission are is in the world and what you want to be doing and aligning. So, you know, you talked about the first question was like the superpower. And I would say that understanding your own intuition is the best superpower to hone in terms of everything we're talking about. Because when you can sense a a yes in your body and, and, or you can sense the no, you will never have to ask anybody for the answer or the solution to anything that you need clarity on, because you'll always have that tool inside of yourself to know for sure. And then you can make decisions with that clarity that become aligned with that mission and calling and purpose and passion of yours. And you can be doing that every single day. That kind of gets me back around to um, why I talked about going for the joy as my superpower. That's how I do it. I let that connection, that inner being tell me, and I'm so connected with it now. I am so good at feeling it. If I say yes to something that's actually a no, oh, it's a pretty immediate feel, you know, and yeah. we, can, we can catch ourselves in that practice. And, and again, I, I, you know, my mission this year, 2020 is about having more fun with your fear and really changing the world um, by doing that and doing things in a different way and catching those patterns and breaking them up. That's awesome. And, you know, one of the things I had to chuckle, one of the reviewers of your book 
So it, it feels like a, I had to write it down. It feels like a healthier version of the game truth or dare. <laughs> you know? Yes. One in which we dare to be ourselves. And when I read that, it actually brought a different sort of sensory feeling to me. Because if I think of, oh, wait, I'm going to go, you know, ski something or climb this mountain, you know, with backpacking or like, that's exciting. You know, it's not, you can be really nervous, but it's exciting. If I could take that same kind of feeling to getting my work in the world, that's expansive. Yes. So I love that. I love that. Yes, of course. Perfect. And that's a perfect way to talk about it because differentiating the fear inside of you, I call it purpose-driven fear. And it's all the things that we really want to do in our lives, in our businesses, but we've got this thing in the way and we can feel it and we know it and we're, you know, moving through it and we're trying to do courageous things. It's the purpose-driven kind of fear. And we all have a primal fear response inside of us that keeps us alive. You know, we want to, we want to have that, but there are no more saber tooth tigers in the world. People they're you know, standing on a stage and sharing your message isn't going to kill you. So when you realize it and you can have a little bit more fun with that old story of yours, um, things change gets interesting. Yeah. And we do need to, to stop in just a moment, but I, I you brought a thought up for me. So let's say you had events from the past where you ended up in feeling very embarrassed or yes. ashamed. How do you handle that? Because those things hang over you. When they're coming up inside of you in, in now moments? Yes. Yeah, really great question because that's probably the worst and biggest trigger when they come up in you. You know, it's going to be the simple, boring answer that we've already talked about a couple times. You recognize what it is. You don't add any extra meaning to the physical body sensation of it. You allow yourself to fully feel for the release, which is this is where we stop ourselves up and we stuff it back down. But let's not do that. Because then once it's fully released, we, through that whole awareness process, we've got the choice to replace it with something different. And you mentioned, you know, having a positive affirmation, choosing to act in a different way, doing something different, sh flipping the switch, shifting the energy, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. Great. Thank you. That's very, that's very helpful because that is what often comes up people are like I can do it I can do it I can do it and then they're like oh but remember that last time yes and um, oh there's nothing more paralyzing yeah and uh it's it's the same process but those moments feel so much more intense than some of the other ones so you're bumping up against a fear that feels very much like your life you know you're gonna die it really does it does. Um, and so it's all though the magic is all in the way that you look at the thoughts and sensations like you're watching a movie step back be the observer watch your own pattern and then with that kind of awareness you get to choose something different that's the magic yes it is and if you need to choose a different interpretation of the event and what happened mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Wow. Well, thank you so much for being here. Remind everybody where they can find out about your work and you. Yeah, thank you. Please come and visit bravehealer.com. And I would love to hear from you guys. If you have questions, you can contact me through the website. Thank you. Great. And listeners, thank you for being here and showing up for yourselves. Until next time, go out and remember that you do hold the power to change and transform your world. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today. 